Hello and welcome to the F3 Football Podcast, the home of faith and football. In this podcast, we'll hear from Christian footballers at all stages in their careers as they share from their own experiences of following Jesus while being a professional footballer. If you're not already, follow F3 Football on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube and get connected. Now, let's get into the conversation. Hello and welcome to this week's F3 Faith and Football podcast. This week we have Birmingham City, Dan Crowley. Dan, how are you doing, mate? You're right, mate. I'm I'm very good, thank you. How about you? Yeah, good, thank you, mate. Thank you so much for coming on this week's F3 Faith and Football podcast. Oh, it's my pleasure, mate. Really appreciate, mate. And I know that many people who will uh, listening today and listen to your story, Dan. I know they're going to be uh, powerfully impacted and encouraged, mate, by what you've got to share. Yes, bro. Just to start us off, Dan, um, just for those who are listening today, where did you start off, mate? How did your career start? And obviously, how have you ended up at Birmingham City today? Um, so I started off um, at Aston Villa at about eight. And I went um, right through the academy till I was 15. And then I got scouted by, by Arsenal. Um, and I had the opportunity to sign with Arsenal and I, I couldn't really turn it down, to be honest. So I signed for Arsenal at 16. Um, and that was, you know, obviously amazing, you know, when I was at 16, thinking, you know, this is it now. Um, this is the start of my career. Um, but it was actually quite tough. It was a tough time in my in my career, to be honest. Um, yeah, um, I thought, you know, I was going to go there and, play for the first team but that didn't quite work out you know I, I had problems with coaches um, I was falling out of people with my teammates with with managers and I just it didn't really happen for me there so I went out on loan um, to Barnsley um, well because I wanted first team football I didn't want to keep playing 23s and under 18s I, I did that you know I was ready to go on to play first team football I wanted competitive football I wanted to play against men and kind of test myself. And for the first month, that was that went really well. Um, I played against Everton in the in the FA Cup and, and scored. Although we lost, it was a great game for, for all of us and myself personally. And then just after that, it just kind of went downhill. I was falling out of people again, falling out of my manager and coaches and, and a couple of players. I was just frustrated in myself and, you know, when I'd be out of the team, I'd just think, you know, how am I not playing? You know, how can I not get in this team? You know, I come from Arsenal. I play for Arsenal. You know, I, I thought I was better than those than those players in League One at Barnsley. But, you know, I wasn't. I was I was so far behind mentally, physically. And, you know, although I was good with the ball and mature with the ball at my feet, I was just, I was so young in my head. I was just immature. And, and that's kind of the tough thing about football. Everyone kind of thinks, you know, he's ready because he's good, he's he's good at football. He's he's talented, but I was still that sixteen, seventeen-year-old kid, you know, immature and didn't really know who I was and you know how to get the best out of myself. And it, it was a tough time for me. Um, but yeah, so I got sent back from Barnsley. Um, it was a massive learning curve, you know. Um, I went back to Arsenal and I played with the twenty-threes for a bit, and then in the summer I had the opportunity to go to to Oxford on loan. Um, so I went to Oxford and it was kind of the same, the same thing um, happened at Oxford that it did at Barnsley. Um, 
and that was a really real real low point in my career um I was I had thoughts about giving up I just thought you know I've been sent back from Barnsley I've been sent back from Oxford you know I was speaking to my agent I was just like what am I going to do and you know I was asking if there's any clubs interested and you know one manager even said I wouldn't touch him with a barge pole um so that was a real wake-up call and my only opportunity my only option was to go out to Holland um and that was in a January transfer window and I went to play for Go Ahead Eagles and to be honest, that was it kind of saved my career. That was amazing, really. I loved it there. Although we got rele- relegated, it, it was a great club. Um, I played every week. The fans were amazing. I had a really good relationship with the fans and, you know, the, my teammates and, and the manager. And Holland felt right. And so I decided to stay in Holland for another season, another two seasons. But I signed for Willem Tway. Um, and I thought, OK, this is where... You know, I'm going to get first in football every week for a season. Proves to myself. I had to kind of, you know, change my reputation because everyone in England just see me as that kid, you know, falling out of people, getting sent back, having attitude problems. So I really had to change my reputation. And although I wasn't, you know, falling out of people, but the manager just didn't play me. I think the third game, um, well, I started playing and the third game, um, he took me off after like 12 minutes. We were 2-0 down. And then that just kind of killed me. And I didn't really play again um, that whole season um, for Willem Tway. But I went on loan to, to Canberra in the second division. And um, that was good. Another wake-up call, you know. I've, I really had to, you know, get my head down, work really hard. Because I'm going to be honest, I didn't want to be playing in the second division in Holland. You know, it was on artificial grass, artificial grass in front of, like, 50 fans some week, 100 fans, you know. Um, but I didn't want to be there. But I knew, you know, it was my only option. I had to play. Um, I even um, gave up some of, my, some of my wages so I could play. You know, all I want to do is play football. I was that desperate to play. So I went there and played. And, you know, I really enjoyed myself, actually, because I just kind of forgot about all the pressures, um, everything else, and just played and enjoyed my football. And then I went back to Willem Tway. Um, that summer and you know that was a really good season for me we we did really well um, we got to the final of the cup um, although I didn't play in the final I played every single game that season and then they dropped me for the final against Ajax and that was really tough um, mentally but although it was good on the pitch that that season you know I was playing but it was just really hard for me off it I was on my own in my apartment you know just on my own um it, you know, just in my own head, my own thoughts. And my fiance would come over, you know, every few weeks. But when she wasn't now, I was just really unhappy. I was going home at like one o'clock um, after training. And just the rest of the evening, it was just me by myself. I could, you know, I'd go and meet my friends, my teammates for maybe an hour or two, but they had to go back to their families or their, their own life, you know, and it's just me again. Um, so it was a really tough, tough time in my career. Um, I had to come back to England. I thought, okay, you know, I've done in the, I've done um, my time now in Holland. I need to get back, and you know, then I'll be happy again. And then I got the call from Birmingham, and they said, Do "You want to sign?" And I was, I was just so happy. I thought, this is it now. This is when I'm going to be happy. Um, you know, I'm going to play in the championship. I'm going to be back home with my family, my my fiance, my friends. And then there was still something missing, um, and that's the thing about football. And for me. Um, 
you know life without Christ there's always that 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 hole inside you there's always that feeling of something's missing and um you know thankfully you know now I don't have that and I'm here today and I'm I'm at Birmingham City but you know who knows what what the future's going to bring you know it's, it's great just to hear your story you're just saying it Dan as well and obviously how Christ has filled this this void and emptiness and you know, took a lot, took away your frustration, anger, and your striving to try and prove yourself, um, and obviously your loneliness as well. How how did you meet Christ, Dan? And when did you meet Christ? Um, so, I've always been a Catholic. Um, you know, I grew up as a Catholic. Um, you know, I went to Catholic school. I was Christian when I was a baby. Christian when I was a baby, um, but I never had this this relationship with with God. Um, this relationship with Jesus that I have now. Um, I went when I went to Birmingham. There's a pastor. There's a pastor there um, who's amazing, who comes in every Friday, and I'd speak to him about my problems, about how I was feeling, that feeling of emptiness, you know, that um, that something's missing, and you know, just stuff going on. Even if I'm arguing with my fiance or um, stuff going on at home, or I'm not playing, just whatever really, I could speak to him about it, and he was just amazing, um, you know. And I'd speak to him about his journey and his life. And when and there was another there's another player who was there, Wes um, Wes Harding, and there's a coach, Steve Spoons, who, you know, the thing is about when I seen these people that um, that I knew were Christians, there was just always something different about them. Even say if Wes wasn't playing, he always had this peace um, that you know, and I was playing, and I I didn't have that peace. I was still unhappy. I was still fighting with myself inside and, um, you know, I'd ask them about it. I'd, I'd speak to them about, you know, their faith and um, their relationship with God. And I just keep having these questions in my mind and in my heart. And then um, I'm good friends with Benicophobi and um, sadly he lost his daughter, um, which was terrible and is terrible. Um, and I was with him um, kind of after after it happened, you know, I went to see him. I went to the funeral. Um, and I just tried, tried to be there for him as a friend. But it's crazy. Like, in that situation, you know, there was me who was unhappy with my life, with football, um, in myself. And, you know, him and his wife had just lost their baby girl. Like, probably the most heartbreaking things any human could ever go, go through. And, and their strength and their peace was just truly amazing like it blew me away like they were grieving and you know so upset but there was just something different about them and I just couldn't get my head around it I was just you know just blown away and even like in that in that time he was helping me he was telling me about Jesus he was telling me about God and like even in that time you know like when he's going through probably the worst period of of in his life and he was helping me and like for me that was just like amazing and he asked um he asked me to go to church with him to Hillsong in London and the church um the pastor was just kind of like everything he was saying was just kind of hitting home to me it was like he was speaking to me not like completely you know it wasn't all about me but there were certain things he was saying I was like wow that's me that's what I'm going through you know it was, it was I could feel it in my heart and then at the end of the service the pastor said if anyone wants to give their life to Christ or I don't know what his exact words um, was, was said, 
you know, bow, bow down your heads and put your hand in the air. And I put my hand in the air and it's just been amazing ever since I got baptised and Christ has just completely changed my life. You know, it's powerful uh, what you're sharing, Dan. And, you know, obviously, Benick, both Benick and Wes have been on the podcast and both great men of God and having a powerful impact, not just in football, but obviously um, in, in people's lives as well. And just what impact has Jesus made then on your career and all, on your life, Dan? What, what have been some of the significant changes um, that Jesus has made in your life and career? There's so much... Um... But before Jesus, before I knew Jesus, I was frustrated. I was angry. I was in such a rush. You know, my dream is to play in the premiership, but I was in such a rush to be there, you know, and it was just affecting me so much. I couldn't, I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't, you know, the pressure I put on myself every week, you know, the pressure on my shoulders, um, the loneliness. Before I, before um, my relationship with Christ, I, I hadn't. I thought I had no identity. Um, I thought if I don't play well on the weekend, I'm not happy. Well, I wasn't happy if I didn't play well on the weekend. If I didn't play, I wasn't happy for that whole week. You know, I'd be down. I'd be a rubbish. I'd be a rubbish fiance, a partner to to my girlfriend, um, to my fiance. Sorry. Um, and now um, I have this identity which I never knew was possible you know he's given me you know he's he's given me freedom you know every day um I I try my best to live for him it's you know life is still hard it's still tough we still have these problems but every day I try and glorify him I try and you know be the best person I can be for him and it's you know it's not on on me it's not on my strength it's not on you know my might it's it's through him. It's because of him. Um, and I was lost before. Um, I don't know, really. It's just completely changed me. It's so hard to put into words. I had no peace. I was always ha- having, you know, because I'm an overthinker. I was just constantly overthinking about anything. And it was just, you know, before I knew it, it would be like six o'clock in the evening. And I just think, where did that afternoon go? I was just overthinking about everything. And he's just giving me complete peace and I love life now, you know, even when I'm not playing. Um, I just love life, you know, my family, my baby boy, you know, he has blessed me with so much. It is just amazing. And, um, you know, right now I'm not playing. Um, I'm not, you know, it's not what I want to be doing. I'm a footballer. I want to be playing every week. Um, And I haven't played since October. But even in this time, you know, every day when I go into training, you know, I try and play and train my best so that I, I can glorify Jesus, so people can see Jesus through me. They can see his strength and his peace that he, he gives to me every single day. And that is just my purpose now, whether it's at football or at home or with my family. Just I want people to know, I want my family, my friends, everyone, my teammates, to see Jesus in me. And that is what I live for every day. Dan, you know what? It's just so encouraging to hear your story, mate. You're a man who's been completely transformed. I can just, you know, hear that that you've went from the darkness to the light. You've went from building your life on the sand and now you're building it on the rock, mate. And, you know, before I can just see your mind was, you know, a bit like mine and many other players before Christ, just full of anxiety and full of worry. And just incredible when you find your identity in Christ that, you know, you're loved, you're forgiven, you know. 
that you've got a plan for you. Yeah. And that regardless of how football's going, it doesn't define who you are as a person. Um, yeah, but it's, yeah, it's just powerful, mate. And what advice would you give to young people at the minute, Dan? Maybe you're just on a on a um, a practical level, but on a spiritual level. You know, we have a lot of young academy players who listen to this podcast. What advice would you give them practically and also spiritually? I think practically, I think, you know, kind of the cliche is keep working on yourself every day, extras, um, trying to be the best player you can be, um, you know, working on your weaknesses, staying behind after training, working hard in the gym, um, you know, because you have to give yourself the best opportunity to play every week. You know, because it is it is a individual game. Um, you know, you're you're trying to play against your num say in my position, I'm number ten on midfield. I'm trying to get ahead of my number ten and my midfielder. And you kind of have to be doing. You have to know yourself every week that you've done your best um, to to be the best player you can be on a Saturday. Um, but just be patient with yourself. Um, you know, still enjoy your life. You know, yeah, look after your to what you what you eat. Look after your your diet um but you know it is for me it, it football is amazing it's the best thing in the world it's you know everyone loves the game and it's so important to us footballers I'm not going to be a hypocrite and say you know it's only it's not that important because it is it's it's so many so many lads dreams and it is is my dream like to play in the premiership one day but just enjoy your life um enjoy your life with your family with your friends because football is only so small it might seem it might seem so big in your head now and in your heart, but it is really only so small. It doesn't define you. Um, it is not who you are. So just keep being patient. Um, keep putting your faith in God because you know He has a plan for every single one of us. And that was the thing about me. Um, I would I would look at other players and I'd think, you know, in my position, how are they there and I'm here? You know, how are they ahead of me? And I was thinking, oh, I'm better than these. I should be playing. But God has a plan for every single one of us. And it might not be, you know, what you want, but he knows us best. He knows what we need. And, you know, he has a plan that is going to be truly amazing for all of us if we keep following him and keep putting our faith in him. You know, it's great what you're sharing, Dan, because we often talk about it on this podcast, um, the, the comparison trap, you know, where as players, we often compare ourselves to others and it makes us feel insecure inadequate, not good enough, frustrated, angry, and just in, like you yeah. were talking earlier, in a turmoil. And I, I was just thinking, I often say to people, you know, Usain Bolt, when he won, runs 100 metres, you know, he's got to stay in his own lane. If he goes yeah, in other people's exactly. lanes, he disqualifies himself from the actual race. You know, just to encourage yeah, people out there true, today, man. if you're listening in, that, you know what, Christ has got a plan for your life, as Dan is saying. You know, and the scriptures teach us to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. And, you know, we've got gifts and talents and there's a path that we need to walk. And like you're saying, Dan, when we keep our eyes on Christ, he knows how to get us into the place of our destiny. He knows how to bring fulfillment and uh, and peace and joy and hope no matter what we go through. And, um, yeah, it's great encouragement, Dan. And what would you just say to young players, Dan, just in terms of on a spiritual aspect? Well, what, what spiritual advice, like... Uh, would you give them, mate? especially those kids who are, you know, who are trying to follow Christ in the football world? I think, you know, I think maybe football could be one of the hardest um, jobs to to follow Christ in because it's so selfish. 
you know it's you know it's all about yourself um you know that selfish ambition you know i want to get here i want to get to the premiership i want to play in the champions league i want this contract and you know everyone knows what the the changing room is like um you know what the chat is like what the banter is like but just keep trying to be strong in your faith keep um speaking to god every day um making time for him and you know he will make a way he will he will guide you and you might i would think before you know how am i going to do this how am i how am i going to stop get, getting going out and getting drunk how am i going to you know because i'd argue all the time with players how would I, how would i how do i stop arguing with players and i think oh i can't do that you know on my own strength but god does it he does it if you just trust him um let him into your heart and for me you know i just try and give everything to god give all my worries my football every day just to god and just i don't know really just it's hard to put into words but just keep trying to be close to him and he sees sees your heart he sees you know what you're going through and he, he knows you better than anyone else knows you you know he knows you better than you know yourself and you know i'm still going through my own relationship with god every day you know it's sometimes it's tough sometimes i feel i don't hear him or i'm not making enough time for him but like when i feel like when i speak about it i feel you know growth and you know i I can only look back at, you know, where I was, and it just he he has a plan, and he he loves us, and he he knows your heart, he knows he knows my situation, he knows everything, and yeah, just just keep being close to him, keep making time. Yeah, no, it's great, mate. It's really good advice, Dan. And you know what I just love about your story, Dan, is you know often people in this world that we're, we're so bogged down and so have religion shot in our faces. You know, where we've got to do this, we've got to do that. And it's all about the external, yeah. all about what you do, all about the way you look, all about trying to be religious. Yeah. When you know, when you, you yeah. meet Jesus Christ and he brings you back into a personal relationship and you become a born-again believer, you become spiritually alive. You you know, the power of sin that grips our hearts and minds before Christ, we're now set free from, from that. We have this living relationship, mate. I'll tell you what, Dan, money can't buy it. No. There's um, there is no true happiness without Jesus, you know, in this earth. And like for me, I see, you know, as footballers, it's it's such a hard world, it's such a hard thing. But you know, when you have Christ, there is nothing better. Um, you know, you you might think the cars, um, playing in the Premiership, the the money, the clothes, the house nothing compares to Jesus and being in a relationship with him and like you said taking all, taking away all of your sins you know I, there were times where I think I was nothing you know um, and he has just taken that all away and it is just truly amazing and, you know I can only thank God every day for what he's done for me and you know just for being God it's so hard to put into words to be honest you speak so well Daryl um but no, yeah. no, mate. What you shared, brilliant, Dan. You know, and you just, you just reminded me of, of what Christ said that who's a man who can gain your world, but forfeit his very soul, Dan. And who is a man who would exchange his soul for the things of this world? Do you know, and that, yeah. that is something obviously as F three and yourself and as Christian footballers that you know we're not forfeiting our soul no more. We're not trying to gain the football lifestyle. You know, the the fame, the money, etc at the expense of our soul, you know, because there's a consequence, isn't it, for that yeah. lifestyle, you know. We are know that, you know that. But um, once Christ fills your soul, you know, and you don't need to search, 
in, in nightclubs and partying and relationships and all that goes on with the football lifestyle and gambling and addiction to try and fill emptiness and void, you know, and 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 not not um, having freedom in your life. But when you find Christ and Christ becomes your Lord and Savior, mate, you know, you're full of peace, you're full of joy, you know, you're set free from the addictions. And you know what, mate, it's not a bad thing having money, having cars. Of course not. It's part of life. But the great thing about following Christ, and you know, mate, is them things don't define us no more. We're not trying to prove ourselves and what we've got and the way we look to be accepted. We know that we're accepted in Christ. And it's a brilliant place Amen. to be, Dan, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it is the best thing in the world. You know, when you speak about cars and, you know, just for your, you know, you, you kind of, none of it makes you truly happy. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd get a new car and I'd think, oh, wow, this is amazing. I'm happy. And then you still have this empty feeling. And God feels that every day, all day. You still have your tough moments, your tough times. Um, you, you still even even might get low, like I do. You know, I still have my, my moments, my days where I feel a bit low. But there's just a difference now. You know, I have Jesus. I'm in relationship with him. And I know that he has a plan for me. He is taking care of me. He loves me. Um, and I'm I'm forgiven and I'm free, and nothing come nothing comes close to that. You know, and, and that's what I love love about you, Dan, is that you know what you recognise that you're not perfect, and you recognise that you've been forgiven. You're a new person, you know, and you you're walking out your salvation. You're walking out your faith. You know, you're not trying to be perfect. You know that you you're being changed every day. You're learning every day. You're growing every day, mate. And you know, just with that mindset and that heart, mate, I know that you're going to develop into an even greater man not just in football, but Thank also you, through football as well. And I'm excited, mate, to see, you know, how the Lord uses your football career, but also just uses your personal life, you know, um, outside of football. But thank you so much for coming on the um, F3 Faith and Football podcast this week, Dan. Oh, thank you very much. Um, thank you for inviting me. It's It's been amazing. Um, and, you know, even though I'm not playing right now, you know, before I would think, you know, you know, I'd have no purpose. I'd have no no identity. And this is the most amazing thing. Speaking about Christ, um, my relationship and, you know, trying to help others. So thank you very no, much. No mate. problem. We're just going to finish off now, guys. If you're listening to this podcast today and you've heard Dan's story and you've, you've heard how Dan has turned away from his sin, he's turned to Christ and he's received Christ in his, his life as his Lord and Saviour. And he's become born again. He's become a brand new man and he's walking out in the light today. And, if that is you and you're listening to this podcast today, I want to give you the opportunity to receive Christ in your heart as your Lord and Saviour. You know, why don't you just pray with me right now in, in faith and just say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. I believe that you were buried in the grave and I believe you rose again. And I, I ask that you come into my life like you've come into Dan's life and that you would turn a light on in my heart and you will save me from my sin and from the darkness that I'm in and you will show me the plans that you have for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, if you've said that prayer today and you've received Christ through this podcast, please reach out to us um, in, on Instagram at F3Football1. Also, you can uh, contact us through Facebook at F3Football uh, or you can send us an email at F3Football at Outlook.com. Dan, thank you so much. God bless you, mate. All the best for the rest of the season. Thank you, mate. God bless you, brother.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the F3 Football Podcast. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts to get notified when the next episode is released. And make sure you give us a five-star rating on iTunes Podcast, as this will help to get the message out far and wide. For all things F3 Football, visit our website at f3football.co.uk.